Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. The big story today was either the Big Ten is going to be playing (laughs) or it's not. President Trump earlier today uh, tweeted out about a conference call he had with the Big Ten commissioner saying that, hey, the restart is on the one-yard line. Big Ten football is going to start very soon. Very excited. And then Dan Patrick had a story that said that, uh, according to his sources, as long as safety precautions can be uh, tamped down and and okayed and put in place by the Big Ten – they would start the middle of October. 
Now, later on in the day, that story was refuted by the big head that said they laughed when President Trump said the start is on the one-yard line and nothing has been made, no start date has been put in place because of what's gone on the past couple of days or the conversation with President Trump. All right, now there's a lot of smoke here. All right, this didn't just come out of nowhere. All right, there's a lot of smoke here. A lot of it is political, but I, but I want to get to the part of it that's about, that's about football. Because, look, he's not talking to the Pac-12, all right? Because obviously, listen, it's, it's no secret. All the swing states are in the Big Ten, right? There's only one swing state in the Pac-12, and that's possibly Colorado. He doesn't care about the Pac-12. The, other con- the Big Ten's got Michigan and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania and Iowa. Well, he Iowa. wasn't the first one to He's swing everything. the stick, though. Uh, no. No, he wasn't. No, he but didn't listen, swing but it is, first. This is what He's it is. He's just coming back on it. This is what, well, he should be caught talking to the Pac-12, too. He should, be talking, he should be talking about, if he wants college football to come back, he should be talking to the entire country. Let's be fair. He should be talking to everybody. The guy's the president. He can call people if he wants to. So th- th- that's, what, that's what this part of and it is about. And you can put a little now, on Larry Scott, too. Oh, sure. Well, the Pac-12, look, listen, the Pac-12 is like, hey, we're, we're really on an island out here by ourselves. <laughs> really, no one is paying. We can do whatever the hell we want. No one really cares. Well, we're and they the have. What, how many people have they laid off while trying to pay for those San Francisco offices? Yeah. Well, you know, I think anyway. the big thing for the Pac-12 is, well, how come nobody goes to the Pac-12 championship? Why, why can't we get anybody in that, in that stance? But the Pac-12 is all by themselves. But it is, because now this is politicized. Anytime politics gets involved in sports, it's politicized, and this is politicized. Now, what's going to happen? Because like I said, you have, you have the president talking, you had Dan Patrick sources, you had the Big Ten sources. What's going to happen is the Big Ten is getting bullied into play. And by many different things. The bullying, the bullying into play started with the SEC and the other conferences that are playing in the fall the last couple of weeks talking about how this should be the, this is the real season. We're going to have the rankings. We're going to have the national champions. We should be the, the, the fail-safe national champions who are playing in the fall, goading the Big Ten and the Pac-12 to say, hey, let's have a full college football season. Let's do it. Obviously, President Trump getting involved now. That's another way. The Big Ten is now being bullied into playing. And, and if Eventually, they're going to wind up saying, okay, because as time goes on, the the general consensus of we can't have sports is kind of not gaining the momentum that they thought it would because everybody is playing and every day we get a, hey, look at this in the bubble. No positive COVID-19 test for the NHL, the NBA and Major League Baseball is moving on, but they are playing their series. Everything is going fine. The NFL reported today, what, what, four COVID-19 tests out of out of 55,000 right. that have been ten, administered? Ten people total, only four yeah. players. It's been, it's been amazing. So the, so the whole postponing sports has kind of backfired a bit on the conferences that are saying we shouldn't play. So eventually the Big Ten's going to be either pushed into it and they're going to realize, okay, maybe we were a little uh, – we made this decision a little too much in haste because they did. I don't know why nobody used my idea. I said middle of October. Let's have the entire football season play in the middle of October. That way everybody can get back to school. Maybe by the middle of October everybody has – students in school you can sell tickets just about everywhere everybody can have some kind of fans in the stands and you can play all the way if, if you're playing a 10 game season with a couple of buys and playing your in your conference only it works it's a great model well, i don't know why everybody didn't just say okay middle of october we're going to go through and there's not going to be a lot of downtime in december which is fine and we can still play and have the national championship and, and the bowl games around the same time i don't know why that wasn't adopted to begin with the the push 
all the way to the beginning of the year, it was a little bit too much. It was a little too knee-jerk. I agree you can't play right away because, look, many teams wouldn't be able to play this weekend. All right? Many teams would have to say, listen, we can't play, we can't play. You have Iowa situation, you have Alabama, you have many schools that would say, you know what, I don't know that we can do it this week. Now, the end of September, that's fine too. That might work for, for everybody, but still, you're in a, a feeling out period. You want to be ready to play uh, at the best point. And if everybody says, listen, we'd be comfortable starting middle of October, I don't know why that wasn't the case. If college football had better leadership, and by that I mean somebody that could make a unilateral decision instead of, well, here's the NCAA saying one thing and then the, the conference heads say another thing, but they're listening to the school presidents who are saying another thing. It, there's just no real leadership that can say, this is what we're going to do. So this is why college football is where it is right now. But we're going to see football in the fall. The Big Ten's going to wind up playing. The Pac-12 is going to be a big holdout. Are they going to stick and say, hey, we know what we're doing and we're not going to play till the spring? And either they're going to look really smart or they're going to look really bad. So one of those things is going to happen for the Pac-12. But we're going to see the Big Ten's going to push to play. Every week that goes by, the beginning of from starting in a couple of weeks, we have a, we have a college football week and, and we're playing games. The Big Ten's going to say we have to play. Eventually they're going to, they're going to capitulate and they're going to say we got to play. We said it a long time ago. If all of these other conferences went off, they'd look foolish as supposedly one of the leaders and and big-time outfits that we're expecting big things from year in, year out. And and it got politicized a long time ago. And I've referenced it a number of times. I know Clay Travis now has, and and it's become a big deal. There was an interview a couple months ago with Dan... uh, Sorry, that that showed up with Pete Thamel on on Yahoo, and talked about activating, not not just voting, but with some some rhetoric attached from Kevin Warren about what needed to happen with the Big Ten and how they, and, and the title of the article was "Can it swing in a Big Ten? You know, can the Big Ten swing an election? They're going to find out. Well, that's that's kind of curious." Uh, Reasoning in a headline right there now, isn't it? Uh, the Joe Biden ad that came out last week about empty stadiums, churches, and schools about, you know, and naturally it activated President Trump, the campaign, and the others. So now that battle battle gets fought out in the open, uh, as it were. But it's, it, it's just curious, you know, because what the NBA, when they announced the bubble, they kind of got mocked, right? Because they put it out a long, long time. Well, it takes time to put things in place. But the world all still moves pretty fast. So saying, all right, we'll kick it six months, nine months, right? The March, April start, you've just set yourself up for ridicule as others get started. doesn't mean there's not going to be hiccups along the way. We've seen it. We've watched it. But I got to watch Central Arkansas and Austin P play in front of 2,000 fans. It ain't capacity, but you know what? Seems to have worked. And we'll be and you lost money awaited. on that game. You lost a lot of money on that game. No, I would have been on the right side of that one. Uh, that big <laughs> touchdown pass with 34 <laughs> seconds left. I mean, that was, oh, okay. that was beautiful. But no, it, it, it's just the, the curiosity as you go of, you know, what information are you taking? What are you accepting? What are you rejecting? And I think, you know, to your point of having an overriding commissioner, it, it, it parallels politics perfectly, right? Do you want federal control or do you want state control? Likewise, do you want, you know, some big leader in the NCAA or do you want the commissioners to own up for their own conferences? And in this case, it seemed like the conferences, because then you can get everybody to fight under one set of rules uh, a little easier 
in theory. Uh, but that's where we're at. You know, these fights and, you know, anonymous reports. As soon as someone puts their name to one of them, I'll pay more attention. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, outside of the NBA... Big news in the NFL today, and the biggest story is, depending who you listen to, Alvin Kamara is either on the trading block or he's not on the trading block because (laughs) Ian Rappaport of NFL Network had this uh, report earlier today that the Saints are not opposed to dealing Alvin Kamara. Kamara, who has been out of camp uh, the past few days because he wants a new contract, likely somewhere in the realm of $15 million a year. Now, he's been around the team. It's not like he's around. He's been coming in, working out. He's just not been taking part in practice. He wants his new contract. So Ian Rappaport has this story that comes out that says the Saints are are looking into they are not opposed to trading Alvin Kamara. Now, Alvin Kamara and his representative says, wait a minute, we've never asked for a trade. This is not on us. We are not, we are not the ones starting this. So what is it really? Well, obviously, look, knowing the NFL and seeing how things go, this to me looks like this, Mike. Uh, the Saints really want uh, Kamara to be back in camp. They want him to show up. They want him to be there, and they want him to make a decision. Is he going to hold out and stay out? Is he going to come in? So let's throw a little bit of a curve at him, and let's let it be known that we could take some trade offers from him. Let's rattle his. Let's rattle him a little bit and see where his stance really is. Is he going to dig in? Is he, can we get him to come into camp? And you know, look, time is getting by. We have no time to evaluate players during games. We really need him in because opening day is coming. And here's Alvin Kamara staying out of camp. They would love to sign him, obviously. This is one of those, hey, let's use the media and get our intention out so we can grease the skids along here a little bit. Because, look, Ian Rapport's not making something up when he's going out there. He's going on something that he is told by sources with the Saints. Now, the Saints want to know, all right, where do we stand with this situation? How serious are you? So let's see now what Alvin uh, Kamara's move is. And his move was to say, this is not us. This is completely on them. So... However this plays out the next couple of days, they will, I'm sure, be getting phone calls for Kamara. They would be okay with trading him if they got a ton, but they got to get a ton. So, But they want this to get to its conclusion soon. So outside of he's sitting out at practice, we're trying to figure out a situation here. Let's put this out there in the press because the press is very powerful. The media is very useful in situations like this. And this is what's happening right now. Could they trade Alvin Kamara? Sure. Anybody's tradable. And he plays running back, which is a replaceable position. They don't want to give him $15 million a year, but they also they also want him to be able to come back in and let, let's kind of move things along here. What do you want? What's it going to take to get back in? So this is one of those, hey, let's see if we can uh, grease the process along here by throwing this out there and seeing what comes with the next day or two. Well, also just remember that uh, they have no money to spend because they gave it all to Taysom Hill. So they're, they're not exactly flush with cash right now, Jason. Uh, if you look at, what is it, Spotrack, Spotrack, whatever. I mean, they're, they got under $4 million on, on the books that's available. Right? You can obviously restructure things and move some monies around and get folks to agree to that. But in, in terms of the pecking order of who they paid, uh, it's a bit curious uh, as we sit here l- less than two weeks before the start of the season. 
Mm. Uh, look, is he someone that I would trade for? Sure. I mean, look, this guy's 24 years old, and he's someone that's going to get you 16, 1,700 yards a sure. year, both running the football and not. But am I going to break the bank for him and give him, hey, here's five years and $75 million? I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. I can't do that with a running back just because of the position. Could I give him a lot of money for the next two years? Can I say, listen, how about $26 million for the next two years? Guaranteed. Boom. Come in. I'm getting two great years out of him. We can continue to extend as he wants, but I can't get into a big, long contract for a guy who, as his career goes on, he is still incredibly valuable out of the backfield, but running the football, he's only going to carry the ball about 10 times a game. I mean, that's the average for the first three years of his career. He's not somebody that you're going to be able to load up and say, hey, he can do it all. Alvin Kamara is a complimentary piece, albeit a great one, in an offense. He's a piece that can do a lot of things, part of a high-powered offense. And this is the way the NFL is going now. We want to be able to have quick strike capability, want to have athletes everywhere, and the running back position is kind of evolving into that. Teams want a guy like him that can run the football a few times a game, catch passes out of the backfield, play on any down. That's kind of what we want. But in reality, Kamara's career is sort of looking like Reggie Bush's a little bit, except it's better in the passing game. He's not going to run for 1,500 yards a year. He's going to have about seven, 800 yards because like, he's only going to carry the ball 10 times a game. Is he going to catch five or six passes a game? Yeah, you bet that's what he's going to do. So you're talking $15 million for a guy that's going to touch the ball 15 times a game. That's difficult for me to swallow, but I could do it for a short period of time and get the best of his careers, you know, and I'll pay him. I'll pay him. I'm not going to short change i'll give you 12 13 million a year for a couple of years but if you want one of those five years 75 million dollar contracts i can't get in that because that's not going to work for that's not going to work for my team not at a position where people and teams can easily say you know what we have a lot of production we're okay with saying goodbye to it the jaguars were okay with saying goodbye to 1500 yards out of leonard fournette we're just, we're just going to move on from it yeah but he still does enough for you i know you got problems nope we're moving on we're going to get by with an eight-year veteran and a bunch of rookies many teams are doing that just we're going to get by with a bunch of guys and hopefully we have an athletic guy here or there that can make plays, run the ball a little bit, and catch passes out of the backfield. The same thing's here for Alvin Kamara. The Saints are letting him know, hey, we love you, but you know what? We could trade you. You, you play a position we could move on from. So let's see how serious you are, and let's try to figure things out if it can be figured out. Well, it also complicated by the fact that Joe Mixon just got paid today. Mm-hmm. A guy who's had some injury concerns, you know, and obviously he's very important to the development of Joe Burrow here as he will be, he and C.J. Azuma uh, will be the two guys that begin, be act as safety valves uh, as we roll forward. But, you know, the Saints, to your point about the way their backfield operates, Latavius Murray is the guy that, you know, if you're going between the tackles, you're probably going to use him as your sledgehammer more than you will Kamara. So he's still there. And you've had other guys. Maybe this is an opportunity. Hey, Taysom Hill, you're getting paid a lot of money. Come and, come and actually play some more plays than mm-hmm. just a handful. I'm, I'm not doing it. He's friend of the show. I'm not trying to disrespect <laughs> the man. I'm just saying that when, when they were trying to put their stuff together, this one's a little bit curious because now you're, you're in a position where Kamara, I think that he's got to have the notes of there, there's not a lot that they can do without a bunch of reconfiguring, uh, but also for them, you know, to just say, you know, take it or leave it. We'll move on because we've got other weapons. You know, and I'm glad you brought up Joe Mixon who got paid today because you could say, well, who would you rather have, Joe Mixon or Alvin Kamara? Alvin Kamara is a, is, is a bigger weapon, but Joe Mixon's someone who's going to carry the football 250 times a year. 
I mean, his last two years were 237, 278. No, by the way, he's catching about 40 passes a season, albeit not as many as Kamara, who catches about 80. But this is a guy that's – if you're going to give somebody that kind of money, you want to say, okay, this is somebody who's going to be the chunk of your running back room. All right, you're going to get everything. He's a three-down running back. He's a guy that can you can run him on first and second down. You can run him for short yardage on third down. You can leave him out there to catch passes on third down. You can do that. I mean, that that's the guy who's going to get paid. Show me you are healthy. Show me you can play all and, and that's what he's done so far. Show me you can be that that meal-carrying running back, that bell cow back, and all right, we'll give you money. But Alvin Kamara is all right. If he touches the ball 15 times a game, it's ooh, uh, okay. All right, that's great, and he's going to make some plays that are going to be fantastic, but he's not affecting the game as much as other other players will and other running backs are. And if Kamara would just have a bigger, kind of a heavy workload running the football, was able to show I got a heavy workload running the football, things would be different, and it would be we got to lock this guy up, we can't let him get away, and you know we got to make sure we pay him and keep him here, and he's going to be our linchpin for a long time. But he's not really quite that guy, and it's it's something because if you want to roll the dice as a running back, there's many positions you can roll the dice on and say, I'll get paid, right? Wide receiver, you can roll the dice. Quarterback, you can roll the dice. Left tackle, you can roll the dice. Defensive end, you can roll the dice. Edge rusher, shut down corner. Roll the dice and get paid. Running back is not that position where you can say, yeah, I'm, I'm worth that. Look at what I, the numbers I'm putting up. Look at what I've done. I'm out there. And then suddenly you look around and go, oh, I didn't really get an offer from anybody that I thought I was going to get. I mean, Le'Veon Bell had to go to the Jets. Right, I mean, that's but, how bad it was. He had to go well, to the Jets instead of someplace where he could win. He had to go to the Jets. But at least for him, you could say, okay, economically it worked. Now, he'll never get that 14.5 he gave up back, which, again, no. I, we may be the only show in America that brings that up in the process because people say, well, look, he still got paid. It's like, no, there's still a gap year of a lot of money that he left behind. Or Melvin Gordon, we watched what he thought his value was to things there with the Chargers. Uh, now he'll go work out out of Denver with Camara. Fewer than 200 rushing attempts all three of his NFL seasons. Hasn't topped nine, 900 yards yet. Did have the 14 touchdowns in 2018, so hang a star on that one. And the statistical anomaly of having recorded 81 receptions in three straight years. Yeah, I know, exactly 81. So you know when he gets to 81, he's not going to catch another pass. <laughs> 81 as a rookie, 81 his second year, 81. You get to 81, he's going to stop. That's it. You can't, you're not going to throw him the ball again. It's not well, catch. but also the way New Orleans runs their offense, right? Why pay him? Drew Brees is a guy about uh, other than Michael Thomas, who's now might as well be a running back out of the backfield the way he works uh, and the number of opportunity he gets and anything that that gets new to him. He might as well be Spider-Man alongside Donovan Mitchell uh, because it just sticks. But you're spreading the ball around, right? That's Drew Brees' M.O., Everybody gets fed. Occasionally, that third receiver like Devery Henderson all those years ago. Look would at pop you up bringing up Devery Henderson. Yeah, going nice. back to 2004, 2005. But, you know, the excitement uh, of those guys coming up with a big play now and again. But you didn't get suckered in for fantasy purposes or for just expecting that to become a regular contribution because there just was always seeming to be a new star or a guy that had a knack for the the red zone. Remember Lance Moore and his very odd high rate of touchdown receptions, even though he wasn't, you know, wasn't a big post up tight end guy or, you know, flip it to the corner, big receiver, boxing out. No, Uh, but for Alvin Kamara, a great talent. You celebrate it, five yards of pop on the ground in his career, but he's never been called upon to be a workhorse. 
ergo, you're not giving him 12 to $15 million a year. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotero Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You need this Jerry Jones story. You know, sometimes I feel like, ah, do we need a Jerry? No, no, we need this Jerry Jones story. Uh, You sent me this story today, Mike, and I saw it and I said, okay, you must have gotten this from The Onion. No, 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 no. This was a legitimate Jerry Jones story. Uh, Cowboys owner appears regularly on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, and this morning he was on to talk about football and COVID-19 and everything else going on as the Cowboys get ready for the season. So one of the questions uh, that went to Jerry Jones was about one of the big changes that COVID has affected on the Cowboys, and that is every year during Jerry Jones's run of owning the Cowboys, they have featured an annual media party. Right? There's a big media party he has. You know, Jerry Jones had this for 30 years. Now it's a really big deal. And he hosts the gathering in different places. And recently it's been in Nobu and Malibu, which is like, you know, it, it costs you $50 just to walk into the restaurant. So, you know, maybe that might not happen this year, obviously, because of COVID. So that was brought up to Jerry Jones. Hey, what about the big media party? Yeah, we always have fun at those. Jerry, do you have a plan? And, oh, Jerry Jones has a plan. Well, old Dr. Jones with my rubber glove is going to make sure every one of you are safe. <laughs> That's like yep. a PSA, too, though. Yep. Ah, yeah, it I'm works not. on so many levels. I'm Jerry Jones. Uh, turn your head to the right and cough, please. All right, great. Thank, sounded good. All right, well, I didn't like the sound of that cough. Uh, that's $100,000 less I'm going to pay you. All right, all right now, you, now you now you come. Oh, I got to change gloves every time? Okay, all right, well, give, give me another rubber glove. I'll put that, okay. All right, let me see how you're how you feeling there. All right, very good. All right, good. All right, whipping it. Let's go. Okay, we get everybody. We got to take, Stephen, can you come in here and take over? I, I, I can only do this for a few minutes. All right, let, let's got to move on. Dr. Jones and the rubber glove. You cheat, Dr. Jones. <laughs> you cheat. No, you look. cheat, Dr. Jones. You cheat. You get the whole cock. Now, obviously, we've been having uh, just deep discussions uh, about the importance of checking in on, you know, like Marshawn Lynch said, check your chickens and your mentals, right? And also, you know, in in the wake of the, the passing of Chadwick Boseman, uh, you know, just being aware of look after yourself pandemic not not just the quarantine 15 but all those appointments that you skipped uh but jerry jones here working on a number of levels (laughs) yeah so we wear gloves like he's going to be doling out chopped meat or something but also uh it's just creepy as hell yeah, I, you know, I don't know if I what I would do if I walked into my doctor's office and the doctor said, "Hey, there's actually another doctor here from uh, the greater Dallas area who's going to be observing me and actually <laughs> taking part." I would say, "Oh, sure, that's great, another doctor." And then it's Jerry Jones smiling at me with a rubber glove on. I would go, "Would I say, oh, I'm in for this, or would I go, oh, you know, doctor, boy, uh, you you got to call me with that before you just spring it on me when I walk into the exam room." I can't, I can't just walk right in here and go, "Okay, I'm going to take my pants down for Jerry." Go ahead, Jerry, whatever. And I, I don't know that I can do that. I, I don't know. I, oh, I think you would. Hey, can I, I record this, Doctor Jones? Uh, that would be a. Uh, that, that's one of those. That's one of those when they say, you know, your body gets in fight or flight moments. 
<laughs> when your body says, okay, either I'm, I'm ready for the challenge ahead of me or, hey, I want to quit and just run away. That would be a fight or flight moment for me. I don't quite know how I would respond if I was in that situation. No, that would be an interesting, uh, well, you know, we, we talk about those big moments that define you. Uh, and divine and define that that fork in the road. Uh, that would be one of them, Doctor Jones. Uh, your, your your insurance is good, right? I want to see the card right here. Got to make sure you sign because I can't can't give you an exam. Can't use a rubber glove. If you don't have insurance. I That's just want to know what the hell was going, going through his head. What, was he intentionally being funny or just creepy? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he was intentionally being funny. Now I don't know how. Look, does any story have an element of truth to it? You know, sure. I <laughs> well, that guess. is true. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing him now snapping that rubber glove on. You know, pointing that that fir- that index finger up in the air. I'm ready for. You. All right, let's let's make sure you're good to go. You can come to the media good party. Lord. All good. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is how it sounded, that last sequence of the Jazz and the Nuggets. My goodness, take your heart pills. Denver with the ball. Eight seconds left. Bounce pass to Craig. Layup, no. Rudy rebounds. Three seconds left. Out to Conley. Conley rises for the win. It swirled out. It swirled out. And Denver advances to the second round. Oh, my goodness. That Mike, ball was down in the basket. Mike Conley for a three off a missed layup by Denver. And Utah had a chance to advance. And it swirls out on Mike Conley. He got the Kid, word swirl in the word times. of the, the word of the day is swirl. Let's use it in a sentence. Boy, I like to swirl my chocolate and peanut butter when I get a chocolate peanut butter shake. Swirl. Uh, the ball is almost halfway down. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's in and out. It rims up and comes out. It was an insane sequence. And, you know, forget about the, the, the brain cramp part of it for the Nuggets because I, I, I don't get why they, they decided to make this run. Because I, I, I don't know if maybe more players didn't know what the score of the game was. Because they seemed like they were running down the floor, not ready to dribble in the corner and to you know, dribble out time. I, I wonder if the whole team didn't know what the score was. Seriously, I wonder if they hold. They didn't know what the score was, and they thought it was tied because this was a fast break that wasn't okay. Because you, you, if you have the ball, you are stopping and you are dribbling around, and suddenly the the Jazz have to run and foul you. All right, because after you get this ball, there are many open people in the in the floor for uh, the Nuggets where you can pass the ball out. They can dribble out, take more time off the clock, go to the free throw line. This was some kind of crazy ass strategy, whatever it was, and I can't wait to hear what they say it was at the end of the game because I that really I'm, I'm watching them go and go why are they going in why are they going in for a shot what are they doing why are they risking a miss and that's exactly what happened uh Jason Smith Mike Harmon live from the Geico studios a heart-stopping moment a heart-stopping sequence like I said that can best be described as a March Madness type feel to it and it all started with Donovan Mitchell getting the ball stolen. As you mentioned, Gary Harris is the guy that is going to get all the credit here because Mitchell does a little bit of a spin move and trying to get into the paint. He he feels that he blown by Harris and is only worried about the guys in front of him. And he pokes out an arm and pushes that ball down and Mitchell loses uh, the handle on it. And that's when the Nuggets get it. And it was a really 
tough way to end it for Mitchell because I'm seeing this going. Here comes Mamba, man. Here comes Mamba. Here comes my guy. Here comes Donovan Mitchell. He's going in for a layup that's going to tie the game, right? He sees the opening there, not holding up for a three where I can win the game and back down the floor with my hand in the air saying, oh, it looks so pretty when I forced up that three and we won. He was going to the rack for a layup to send the game to overtime, and he just lost track of the defender behind him, and it gets poked out, and Denver goes down the floor, and they wind up winning the game. Not how I thought it would end for Mitchell. Doesn't change at all uh, what I've said about him. He is the closest thing to Kobe Bryant this league has. And it's not like he's playing on a great team right now. He's got a decent team with him. And the more that he can expand his repertoire and get better. They have a couple of nice pieces there in Utah. Free agency is going to be tough because it's Utah, so trying to get players there is going to be more difficult than you expect because it's not a big mecca like Los Angeles or what New York used to be 100 years ago. Uh, But, you know, (laughs) this is not a great team. Uh, Certainly, they weren't going to win the championship, but man, I I really thought Donovan Mitchell, I'm seeing this, he's going to be a hero. He's going to make this shot, and this is, we're going to wind up going to overtime, and this is more in the ascension of him taking Kobe's throne with that Mamba mentality and he, and he lost track behind him of the defender. A mistake, I guarantee you he won't make again. I guarantee you will not see that again in crunch time in the rest of his career. Yeah, just a, a difficult night for him overall, right? He heated up as the third quarter got going, but a rough first half, 43 minutes on the night, 22 points, nine assists, eight boards, but nine of 22 from the field, just two of eight from three-point range and only got to the foul line twice. All right, that's that's one of the other things you look at in this game. Not a lot of work uh, from the stripes. The referees let him get after it. 28 total free throw attempts on the night. That is just unheard of <laughs> for two teams. You know, that, that we're doing a lot of drives in, in, into the lanes. I mean, we saw a lot of bodies flying and a lot of uh, demonstrative action towards the officials. I give them credit. They weren't teeing guys up and looking to cause chaos because they they sure as hell could have. Uh, and that trend that we've seen all playoffs long continued though, Jason, of the, I didn't get a call and now I'm going to sulk on the defensive end and just <laughs> throw my fist in the air repeatedly. By the way, they got a five on four down there. Uh, so we saw that multiple times in this game as well. But an absolute thriller. Uh, not the cleanest of games. 38% from the field for Utah, 37.3 for the Nuggets, 8 of 31 from three-point range. But you know what? It was enough to get the job done. Nikola Jokic with his 30 points, 14 boards to lead the way, including that odd twist, pivot. I dare you to spot which one and highlight which was supposed to be the pivot foot. Doesn't matter! Raindrops <laughs> falling in through the net. And I'll tell you what, it wasn't a great game. And I'll be the first to tell you, like it was not obviously 80-78, to 78, and teams are shooting you know, 37%. It wasn't a great game. There were a lot of missed shots. But I maintain what I said at the beginning of the show, and that is that this is the best first-round series in the NBA in well over a decade. This had a, Every game was, can you top this with Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray and 40-point games and 50-point games? It was everything you would want. And these guys are two of the biggest up-and-coming stars in the game. Look, Jokic got a lot of attention coming in, but now the world knows about Jamal Murray. The world knows about yeah. Donovan Mitchell. It, it was that kind of series. And to end the way it did, it 
It didn't end great, but it ended so thrillingly and excitingly. This is the best first-round series I can remember since 2009, that insane Bulls-Celtics series where one game went triple overtime and there were big clutch plays and mistakes and, and, and pulling your hair out moments. That was some kind of series. I think there was a 2-7 series, if I'm not mistaken, and it was that great a series. This is the best first-round series we've seen since then, and it's a shame that it gets lost because it's in the bubble because it's Jazz Nuggets. It's not Clippers, Mavericks, or the Lakers being involved or somebody else, but I'm glad this game was on national TV tonight. We got to see Mitchell and, and Murray at least a little bit in this kind of game coming down the way it is. It was insane. Yeah, unfortunately, fans that hadn't seen the rest of the series and dialed it in because it was Game 7 on national TV, they were not treated uh, to the offensive brilliance that we'd seen throughout the series. Already mentioned Mitchell's stats for the night. Murray with 17 points on 7 of 21 shooting. Not exactly uh, what the NBA had hoped for. They, they got the two-point game in the thriller. Nobody turned away because uh, you knew it was coming down to the wire. I mean, nobody was running and hiding. But the you know, two stars didn't, didn't bring you their A-games, which meant the big man ruled. So hail to the giant center, Nikola Jokic, because he brought his A-game tonight. Michael Porter Jr., one of the other stars uh, of the series, and, and thus far the restart, 10 points, nine boards. It doesn't always have to be aesthetically pleasing. goes back to the 1983 White Sox and the winning ugly campaign. And as our guy John Calipari always remind us, succeed and proceed. (laughs) Succeed and proceed. You live to see another day. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.